This is New Bedford's news talk station. The place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Number two in the program here on Tuesday. And if you're just waking up, you live in the north end of New Bedford, near the near the Freetown area, the Acushion area, anywhere up along there. And when you open up your windows and draw back your curtains or open up your blinds or open up the back door, you might just see a bear out there because the bear or bears have made it to New Bedford. If you read the story at WBSM.com and on the app, uh, Gazelle has video of someone who encountered the bear last night at about 7.30 p.m. Walking around uh, the Mount Pleasant area and captured the bear on video. So you can see it for yourself. The bears have made it to New Bedford. And I think you're going to see the bears making it to all of our South Coast communities. I saw something in Somerset. Somebody had pointed that there, uh, somebody had um, posted on Facebook that there might have been a sighting in Somerset. I don't know. It's hard to tell right now if these bear reports are serious or if they're tongue in cheek because it's become the new is it gunshots or is it fireworks? <laughs> Speaking of which, yesterday I mentioned to you that some New Bedford residents reported early yesterday morning hearing some strange booms in the north end and the west end and they couldn't explain what they were they couldn't figure it out i did reach out to new bedford police there's an article about it at wbsm.com and on the app but i did reach out to new bedford police and uh, lieutenant scott carolla told me that they the police did go to the area where the booms were reported and that there were no signs of gunfire but that also, he thought that they were probably just fireworks because it's that time of year. But some of the residents are saying, no, no, it couldn't have been fireworks. They were way too loud. So I, we still don't have any real definitive answers as, as to what those booms were. If you have any idea, you can give me a call, 508-996-0500. Of course, people hear mysterious noises all the time, and they can't always figure out what they are right off the top, but after a while, some stuff will come out that starts to make sense. Like, oh, you know, there was uh, this happened, this happened, you know, the, the, in Rochester. I never understood why people would say, oh, did anybody hear that boom or did anybody feel the ground shake? Did we have an earthquake? No, somebody put something they weren't supposed to in the trash and it exploded in the CMAS incinerator. Now, it's okay. It's protected against that. I used to know somebody that worked there. He said, you know, sometimes you hear those booms or see something shake. It's because somebody put something like as, as simple as a battery in the trash could cause that to happen. So I don't know how much of that was true or how much of it was over-exaggeration. But still, a lot of times there's mundane explanations for some of these. I remember, though, a few years ago we had a guest on Spooky South Coast who talked about the worldwide hum and apparently there is a low resonance hum 
that's been constantly going on across the globe for the past, I don't know, 10 years or so. It didn't exist before, but it's something that only started relatively soon. So I don't know, maybe that worldwide hum every once in a while has some, uh, some explosions associated with it. And that's what some of these mystery booms might be. But anyway, we've got bears, booms, and I wish I had a B word to describe what's going on in Freetown. But I'm sure I could have thought of one. We have someone who is apparently, and it seems this way to me, but it doesn't seem this obvious to other people. Someone is apparently throwing screws in the road. Like pretty good size wood screws that are ending up in people's tires and causing severe damage. Some folks have been lucky, have been able to get their tires patched, which is still not a cheap thing. You used to be able to go get your tire patched for five, ten bucks. I don't think it's that price anymore. But some folks haven't been so lucky. They've had to go out and get their tires completely replaced to the tune of up to $400 for a tire. And then they go down the road again because they, they're not thinking to themselves, oh, somebody's sabotaging the road. They're thinking, I must have just ran something over. I'm stupid. I ran over a screw. I wasn't paying attention. You know, when is that ever going to happen again? They go down the road and then it happens again. And pops their brand new $400 tire. And this has been going on for weeks. And actually, because as I'm in the Freetowners face, Facebook group trying to find all the posts that I can about the screw bandit, as this person has come to be known, as I'm trying to find all the posts about the Screw Bandit, I found a post from June of last year where somebody reported the same thing happening. And I saw a few of the comments of this uh, as this was going on. I saw some of the comments saying, well, this has been going on for a year. And I was like, I would have heard about it if it was going on for a year, right? Somebody would have said something to WBSM by now. Or I would have caught wind of it on social media. Well, one of my Freetown friends would have said, why don't you look into this at the, at the radio station? But I hadn't heard anything about it. Well, sure enough, there was a post from a year ago about the same thing happening in the area of Copacut Road, which is not that far from, it's actually along the route of where this is happening now. So my guess is somebody out there is doing this on purpose. And the theory from some of the residents is that this person doesn't like the trucks using the shorter route to get to stop and shop. So instead, they're going to teach them a lesson and throw these screws out with the intention of blowing truck tires so that they'll stop going down the road. But meanwhile, everybody else is driving over the screws too. And Charles Makehomer from the highway department told me that the highway department's going out there multiple times a day to clean these up, which means as soon as they go out there and clean them up, whoever this is goes and throws more down. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hey, Tim. I know I'm supposed to only call in once. Well, I, I, thought, on this yeah, I thought you'd want to chime in on this one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, newsflash to whoever's doing the nails and they don't want the truck tires. And uh, These truck tires, okay, I, I've had a three-inch by probably maybe a, maybe about an inch and a half thick bolt wide, you know, like in diameter. Mm -hmm. In one of my tires before, and it never popped it. It just plugged it up, you know what I mean? And it, I had to get it, you know, like patched, you know. But other than that, it, it takes more than just a construction screw. Even if it's an expensive Tapcon screw or something, you know, like one of the ones that they use in concrete, it takes a lot more than that 
<laughs> excuse me, to, uh, to blow one of these truck tires. And, you know, being a frequent user of that road on 79, I mean, there's no more of a, a direct way to get to that stop and shop facility other than right off of 24 to 79, the Asonet exit, and then you bang that right, oh, I'm sorry, that left, and you're right there. I mean, it's like a mile and a half down the road. Now, there is a sign on the, you know, about 500 to 600 feet before the uh, stop and shop facility that says, you know, stop and shop five to 600 feet straight ahead. Now, I don't know if people, you know, because I'm sure a lot of these over-the-road truck drivers, they take, you know, they, they follow their GPS, and I think their GPS takes them down that road that you're talking about. Right. That's that's I, one of the I, things people have said is because as residents are complaining, oh, they're they're taking this the, the quicker exit to get to the stop and shop. So instead of going off the exit they're supposed to take, they're they're taking the quicker one, which goes through the residential area. And my understanding is that from the the GPS core, you know, that somebody said they opened up Waze, and Waze told them to take the shorter route that went through the residential area. So somebody needs to tell Waze you need to adjust your your directions. Yeah. Yeah, now now um I now okay, so I was I was part of that, that South Coast Rail when they were building that down in the stone. I think you I think I told you that before in the past. And um, you know, we were bringing all the stone and I mean we were doing night work like crazy. We were doing over overnights, you know, twenty four hours a shift and uh you know, we were traveling up and down that road and I, I have a feeling that I don't think it's I don't think it's somebody that's getting ticked off with the trucks. I mean because if that was the case, they would be littering those roads, you know, years ago when we were doing that 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 railroad. You know what I mean? And it's been it's been ongoing. I mean, it's stopped now. I mean, there's really no truck traffic, construction truck traffic, um, at nighttime. But if I if I, if I was to guess, I mean, they'd be doing. They would have done it a long time ago. Unless, unless it's unless it's somebody that just moved in, you know, a year ago. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, somebody's probably getting picked. Hey, you know, there's so many theories to it. You know, it's like, but. But you know, like I said, it takes it takes more than a, a tapcon screw to to blow a truck tire. You know what I mean? I, I, I've and I've blown plenty of them, and it's it's it, it, you know I've ran over you know eight inch, nine inch jagged rocks before you know in these construction sites, and they and they don't even blow a tire. You know, they might cut it, but they're not going to blow a tire. I mean, it's but but meanwhile, know, every every other person that's driving yeah, down the road is going to have a tire blown. I know it's awful, and that's one of my like. You know how people have, like, fears of, like, spiders and snakes and stuff? Like, that's, like, one of my fears driving my own personal truck because, like, I got, I got nice, you know, nice rims and, you know, big, big meaty tires on my truck, and it's, like, you know, I spent a, a, about, you know, $4,000 altogether on my, my rims and tires. And it's, like, driving down the road, I'm, like, oh, man, imagine if somebody just took, like, a handful of screws. Somebody, somebody ticked off, you know, had a bad day at work, and they just, like, chuck a box of screws out their window, you know what I mean, on, like, Hogsall Street or something on my way home. Like I, that would ruin, that would ruin my day and probably everybody else's day. I mean, I don't know if it's just some kid playing a prank or something, you know, and getting a laugh out of it. But they'll get caught. I mean, everybody with these ring cameras, that cameras nowadays, they'll end up getting caught. Well, uh, there so are it's just a matter of time. Folks have said they have seen some new traffic cameras down that area that they hope will probably help with this. But I mean, the other thing to be concerned about too, especially this time of year, is you know I I was always terrified driving around on my motorcycle of what could be in the yeah. road. So think about yeah. all those bikes that are probably going down that area that are driving over these screws, and you pop a tire yeah, on a exactly. bike, you're flipping yourself over. Yeah, I don't think these people really realize that. I mean, and then again, it could be just some freak 
hole in the in the back of a of a construction truck. You know what I mean? A bed of a construction truck. I don't know. It's dumping these screws. That seems that seems hard for me to believe. I know a lot of people think that that might be the case, but they'd have to go through that yeah. area a lot and and realize you know have not realize that they've lost a lot of screws. I know, especially like you know if if it does if there is a hole in the back, of, like say if it's in like the the front towards the cab, you know what I mean of the truck. I mean they're bound to blow a tire sooner or later too, or pick up That's some of the point. nails if it drops out of the. So it's like who knows? Who knows? I have a feeling. If, I think you're on the right track. I think it is a. Uh, a disgruntled resident. It's a screw like bandit. Screw bandit. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> All, All right. right, Tim. Thanks, John. Yeah. And uh, let's see if we can squeeze in another call here before we got to take our break. Uh, good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. No? Okay. You'll have to try back. 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in. Also, if you have the app, uh, which is brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing, who you can call if you blow a tire in Freetown and you need a ride home. Uh, but our friends at South Coast Towing, they're the ones who sponsor the app and help us get all these great, cool features on it. And if you have the app, you don't even need to memorize our phone number. You don't have to write it down. You don't even have to pl- program it into your phone. You can just open up the app and hit the call us button, and it will automatically dial us here in the studio. So it makes it nice and easy for you to call in for you to record a voicemail with the open line feature so we can play that on the show. Also, the app chat option so you can text us. All kinds of ways to communicate with us so that you can have your voice heard, even if you can't have your voice heard. So uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back in just a few moments. More on WBS. And welcome back in 508-996-0500 or you can hit us up on app chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Actually, that was kind of to the beat of Rock Me Amadeus. I used to have, um, when I worked at the diner, Mill Pond Diner for many years. We used to have two cash registers right next to each other. One was for the diner transactions. And these are the, these were the cheap cash registers that you could buy at like Staples for 100 bucks. We had one for, this is before we had our POS system, but there was one for the diner business, you know, the, the, the diner checks and everybody's orders and all that. And then the other one was for, we used to sell Bonanza bus tickets. And so, but they were the exact same register. And the, if you hit the clear button on the register, it put out a little tone, like a little beep. And then the other one was just slightly different. Boop. So I would sit up there at the uh, cashier station and I would play songs with just those two beeps. I would do safety dance. And I could do Rock Me Amadeus. It was fun. I had to entertain myself somehow when it was slow. But yeah, so if you if you have one of those, well, you need two, I guess. But one of those cheap cash registers. That oh, and also I could uh, I could do Funky Town, inspired inspired by Towley from uh, from South Park. I just figured out the melody to Funky Town. But that's what I would do. That's how I would spend time when it was slow, as long as the boss wasn't around. 
the boss came came in and he saw you doing that. He'd say, oh, you got time to do that? I'll find something else for you to do. Anyway, we're talking about bears. We're talking about screws. We're talking about all kinds of things that are going on here on the South Coast. Oh, and booms, too, in case you might know what those mysterious booms were about yesterday in New Bedford. By the way, too, I really enjoyed hearing Chris and Marcus in the morning. And uh, Marcus is going to be here filling in all week long. I don't know how much Chris is going to be joining him this week, uh, but Marcus will be here with you all week long. So a lot more fun talk coming your way. Let's uh, take another quick call here before the news. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How are you doing, Tim? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. So, you worked at Mill Pond Diner. I did. Yeah. There, there was an owner there by the name of Bergeron. An owner named, named Bergeron? The last name was Bergeron, yes. When was this? Uh, Claire, the first name was. Oh, Claire, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I only knew her by, I was, I wasn't, I was thinking of her married name, Claire Connolly. Nope. Uh, her name was Claire. Yep. No, I know Claire very well and her mom, Clara. Yep. Yep. Well, that's relatives of mine. That's why I was just calling. Hey, listen, I got a question. How, how is Claire doing? I haven't talked to her in a long time. She's doing fine. She's doing fine. She's still around. She's not, she's, I hope uh, she's not still working. Uh, God knows if she is. I know she owned a restaurant. She's got a restaurant. And she had a restaurant, I might as well say, uh, towards the Cape Moore. I think it was in Falmouth or something like that in a rotary she bought after she got rid of that one. No Pond Diner. Mm -hmm. so, I, I know she's still, she's still doing fine. She's still doing good. Hey, question for you. Um, the city of New Bedford, they have a... Star 7-3 or something like that. There's a pothole, but I'm trying to get a hold of somebody, and I called City Yard. Nobody's done anything. On Coffin Avenue, coming up. So, I mean, they'll leave and swallow your car. So right now, the, the, like they're planning on huh? putting in a 611 line, but it's not in yet. Do you, do you have a smartphone? Yeah, I do. So there's an app that you can download called C-Click Fix. And if C you... C-Click Fix. Okay. C-Click Fix. And if you download that app, it will allow you to select what town, what city you live in. You select New Bedford, and then you can basically just take a photo of the pothole and send it right in, and it goes right into the DPI department for them to assign someone to go out there and take a look at it. Awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. What, what ward is it in? Do you know what ward it's in? Uh, I know. I don't know what ward Coffin Avenue is in. I know it's in front of like 200 Coffin Avenue and things Coffin. big enough to swallow your car. That could be three or two, depending on how the line goes. It's very odd. Um, I know that um, the, the counselors for that area listen to the program, though. So they will, uh, both counselors, both uh, Counselor Oliver and Counselor GS to listen to the program. So hopefully they'll they'll hear it, too, in addition to you putting it in on the app. Okay. Thank you so All much. All right. Good luck with it. Have a great day. You as well. And uh, let's, let's go to somebody who is never a pothole in our road. Kate, I'm just going to keep coming up with as many lame things I can, as Great. I can to introduce you. Thank you. All right. Let me, uh, let me hit the music and get myself out of this. <laughs> a super typhoon is threatening the U.S. territory of Guam. The Pacific Islands governor warned residents of a possible direct hit from Super Typhoon Mawar as it strengthened into a dangerous Category 4 storm in the Pacific Tuesday. The storm is forecast to intensify to Category 5 strength before making landfall Wednesday, with the eye of the storm set to pass over the island. Category 5 storms have top-sustained wind speeds of around 160 miles
miles per hour. President Biden approved an emergency declaration for the Northern Mariana Islands late Monday. Residents of Guam's low-lying areas have been ordered to evacuate. The Secret Service says a vehicle crash near the White House may have been intentional. Now serious charges are being filed against the driver of a U-Haul who crashed the truck into barriers Monday night. Rory O'Neill reports. Some of the charges include threatening to kill or harm a president, assault with a dangerous weapon, destruction of federal property and trespassing. According to the U.S. Park Police, the truck crashed into security barriers on the north side of Lafayette Square around 10 p.m. local time. The Secret Service took the driver into custody at the scene and no one was hurt. Initial evidence suggests this crash was no accident. I'm Rory O'Neill. President Biden says the latest debt ceiling talks with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy were, quote, productive. In a statement, Biden noted that Monday's meeting at the White House was, quote, about the need to prevent default and avoid a catastrophe for our economy. While there are areas of disagreement, he said, leaders and staff will continue to discuss the path towards a bipartisan deal. TikTok is suing Montana over its new law banning the app. The law prohibits Chinese-owned TikTok from operating in the state and doesn't allow residents to download the app to their phones. Lawyers for TikTok say the Montana law violates the First Amendment. Michigan Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signed a red flag law. Michigan became the second state in a week after Minnesota to enact the law to keep guns away from people deemed to be at risk of hurting others or themselves. Whitmer signed the legislation Monday just outside of Detroit, surrounded by people impacted by violence. This week marks one year since the mass shooting inside Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Families of the victims are still trying to cope with their losses. This is something that we live with not even just every day, every second, you know, and just imagine everything you love getting ripped from you. A gunman took the lives of 19 children and two teachers inside a fourth grade classroom. The criminal investigation over the hesitant police response to the shooting is still ongoing. Monday was the only day of classes this week for the school district in what officials say is out of respect, observance and safety. Many families of the victims are inviting people from all over the world to join them in a candlelight vigil on Wednesday evening. The TSA is advising travelers to allow themselves extra time as they head to airports around the country this weekend. The summer travel season begins Friday with the start of Memorial Day weekend and more than 2.6 million travelers are expected to go through security checkpoints that day alone. A small child was dropped over the border barrier in San Diego. Bree Tennis has more. U.S. Customs and Border Protection believe it was a failed smuggling attempt. A four-year-old child was dropped from the border barrier Monday. Chief Raul Ortiz says video shows an unknown person lowering the child from the barrier, then dropping the child. Once on the ground, the child waited as two more people climbed over. Border Patrol sent in EMS with first aid, and that's when gunshots were fired. The official word is the child is okay, but no people are in custody for the smuggling attempt. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio.
And Lego is releasing an over 2,000-piece set celebrating Pac-Man. The set, based on the 1980s arcade game, comes with a light brick to light up the coin slot. Pac-Man, launched in Tokyo in 1980, became the most successful arcade game of all time. The Lego set doesn't work as an actual gaming system. The company says fans will love the retro game details. In sports, the Lakers are out, and the Denver Nuggets have punched their ticket to the NBA Finals for the first time ever. The Nuggets came back from a 15-point halftime deficit to take down the Lakers 113-111 to in Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals. The Nuggets advanced to face either the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics in the Finals. Game four of the Eastern Conference Finals is tonight at 8.30 and everyone will be watching to see if the Celtics can beat the Heat. Miami leads the series 3-0. And the Red Sox lost 2-1 to the Los Angeles Angels last night. They'll try again tonight. Now for a look at your local forecast from ABC6. We're going to be warming up nicely today. This high-pressure system is in place, and that's going to allow us for nice, pleasant temperatures today and tomorrow. For today, we're going to reach a high in the mid-60s. Overnight tonight, about 40 degrees. And for tomorrow, even warmer, high of 67. But in the evening time, we do have some quick-passing evening scattered showers with a cold front that's going to move through to dip our temperatures down a bit for Thursday. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. At the moment, it is 50 degrees and mostly sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. 1420 WBSM, as crystal clear as FM. Stream us on the WBSM app. And we are on FM, too, at 99.5 FM. So, see, we want to make sure that you can hear us no matter how you may listen, because we are your town square, right? We are your place to come and talk about the things you can only talk about here, like having a pothole that needs to be repaired and having the city councilor listening and getting right on top of that. So, to the caller who called in about that, that uh, particular pothole, Councillor Oliver was listening and sent me a text and said, he is on it. So, but that doesn't mean that people still shouldn't download the C-Click Fix app and have that ready to go in case you ever see something that needs to be addressed. You can just point your phone at it, take a photo, send it on over, and that gets it into the system to let them know that it needs to be repaired. Always good to also follow up with your ward counselor as well and let them know that you did submit that so that they can follow up on it too. And uh, if you have any trouble downloading that, if you can't find it in your app store, if you have, all you have to do is go to the City of New Bedford website, and they have a link right there for it. And if you still can't find it after that, send me an app chat message on the WBSM app or send me an email, Tim, at WBSM.com, and I'll send you a link directly for it. So, and you know what? Speaking of uh, problems with the road, I have that story up at WBSM.com and on the app. Listen, we've got to help the people of Freetown we got to help them figure out what's going on with this screw bandit. And if you are someone out there in Freetown who is listening to this or you travel through that area, the area alongside Route 24 there, Route 79, around the Stop and Shop Distribution Center, if you have gone through that area and encountered a problem with these screws, maybe it took out one of your tires, well, call in. Tell us. Tell us about your story. Tell us about how much it cost you to replace that. Because I think the more that we can publicly shame this person, the more we can at least 
make them look over their shoulder and think that somebody's watching them, and then they're less likely to continue on doing this. However, we still want the police to catch who it is. Have not yet heard back from the Freetown police, but that's okay. It's early yet. Um, but I'm still waiting to hear back about exactly what they're doing about this. And if they, I mean, I'm sure they're not going to tell me every tactic. If they're trying to catch this person, it's what, what, is, what is the goal? Do you just want it to stop or do you want to actually catch the person? I think you want to catch who's doing it and hold them accountable for it, right? Especially to all those people who have had to have these tires replaced. I don't know how many of them can make insurance claims if somebody is found out to be an actual vandal that's been causing these problems, but maybe maybe their insurance does allow for that. So if that's the case, they want to have somebody, they want to hold somebody accountable, they're not going to tell us all the tactics they're going to use to try to catch them. But in the meantime... The highway department and everybody that travels through there just wants this to stop. You know, poor Charles Maycomer is out there every day picking up handfuls of these screws. And as he told me, they're out there multiple times a day. So this isn't just, I don't, I can't buy into the idea that it's somebody who is just They've got a hole in the bed of their truck. They just throw all the screws in the back of their truck. Or they had a bucket of screws that tipped over and they didn't get them all when they picked it up or whatever it might be. Listen, I had a pickup truck. I know what it's like when you just throw stuff in the back. And if you don't sweep it out regularly, there's all kinds of stuff bouncing around back there. And maybe somebody does have a hole in the truck. But as, as John, the caller, pointed out in the last segment... Wouldn't he eventually get a flat tire himself too if he had a bed in the you know hole in the bed and screws are falling out? Eventually, one of those screws is going to go into his own tire. And people who have gone out there and picked these up say, "No, no, this looks like somebody has spread them out. It's not like you know if they fall out of the truck and then maybe they fall in like one corner of the road or something. These look like they're spread across. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You're next on WBSM. Oh, you're cutting out uh, a little bit there. Hear me now? Yep. Okay. Oh, nope. day, no, uh, we're, lo- we're losing you again. How about now? That sounds good. Okay. Uh, well, works over at Crystal Springs, and uh, she uh, uh, left her, the tire. She was uh, showing low tire, and uh, sure enough, it's screwing the rear tire. I didn't think much of it. About the story this morning, but um, we both kind of laughed as soon as I read it to her. And yep, we got stung by it. It was wobbled screw, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, and now the the bad part about it is you can't go through that roadway now because you know what happened, and you know it'll probably happen again. Well, yeah, like you said in the article, they were they had the street sweeper out yesterday because they did the front of our house, and uh, I thought that was kind of odd because um, uh, I know the town gets ready for Fourth of July, but it's a little bit early for that. Um, so they, I think they're trying to do whatever they can to uh, pick it up and 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 take a, see what they can do to find as many as they can. But that's yeah, it's pretty bizarre. I read the article, I started laughing. I was like, oh, we got stung. <laughs> I mean, what kind of person does this? There's a lot of pretty mean, uh, miserable people out there, I guess. But yeah, it is pretty stupid. I, I'm more concerned that. Someone riding a bicycle, or a kid riding a bicycle, or hits, you know, uh, pops a, a tire and goes over the bars or something. That would be way worse. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I'm sorry anyway. that it happened to you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you can avoid that area or avoid having it happen again. Yeah, she can't avoid it. She has to go right to work through there every day, so that's the way it goes. Oh. <laughs> but whatever. Well, thankfully, right, people. Have a good day. You as well. Thankfully, yeah. people are out there, you know, sweeping the street, and and uh, and people are individuals, residents are going out there and looking for these screws, and the highway department are cleaning them up. So at least it's been a community effort to try to keep it from doing any damage. But why? What's what's happening to try to hold somebody accountable? As you know, folks are up in arms in the in the Facebook group saying, you know, all it takes is just a couple of trail cams. And we should be able to catch this person. Now, here's here's the problem that people might not necessarily be thinking about because they're just thinking about trying to catch the person. But it also has to be what's admissible in trying to prosecute the person for a crime. So it may be that just grabbing a couple of trail cams isn't good enough. It, it could be that the police are trying to set a trap to catch the person in the act. I don't know. I have not heard yet back from Chief Abbott. But my assumption is if it's been going on for three weeks and the highway department is spending resources trying to take care of this issue, the police, I know the police are aware of it because people have commented that they've, they've contacted the police, they've seen the police out there. But I don't know that they're going to tell us all the tactics they have planned to try to catch the person. But if it's you, if you're the one doing it, knock it off. Don't be a jerk. What do you think is happening? You know, and that's the thing. We always end up in these, these arguments with people when it comes to vandalism. Because, like, for example, in Freetown, they had the, the problem where somebody was going into the cemeteries and spray painting them, putting swastikas on the graves and, and, uh, and, and, and bad you know, bad words and phrases on, on the graves. And the police were reluctant to talk about it because they thought that that was giving the person recognition for what they were doing, and that's what they were looking for. They were looking for attention. And so a lot of people look at it and they say, well, we don't really want you to report on that because you're just feeding into the attention that they're seeking. Well, no, first of all, people want to know about those things. And secondly, the community at large knowing about it and trying to stop it is far more powerful than keeping it silent while you're trying to figure out who did it. You know, this we're, we're not talking about a murder investigation here where you could screw up something. We're talking about people who can come together as a community and say, we don't want this happening in our town. Now, I'm not advocating for you know, mob justice. <laughs> but if enough people say, you know what, we're going to take turns walking up and down that road and keeping an eye on who's there. We're going to, we're all going to park ourselves strategically along the road and see what happens. I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Not when it's costing people money. You know, vandal, who, who pays for vandalism? The victims, right? Somebody throws screws in the road. Who's going to pay for those tires? The people who drive the cars. Somebody goes and spray paints a gravestone. Who's going to pay to have that clean? The person whose family that is. So if you've had this happen to you, 508-996-0500. We can talk about it. Back in a few. If you're just waking up, how are you feeling from just waking up? Do you feel relaxed? Do you feel refreshed? Or do you feel sore and achy and like you want to go back to bed? Well, chances are if it's the latter, it's because you don't have a good quality mattress. 
but you can get a good quality mattress that is not only made in America, but is made right here in New Bedford. Made here, sold here, handmade by your neighbors, and delivered from their factory to your home. Worley Beds is a legacy that cannot be duplicated. Their mattress makers are their salespeople because no one knows mattresses better than the people that have been helping to make them for the past 70 years. So if you want to head over to Whirly Beds, you can talk to Patrick and Martha and the whole crew over there at Whirly Beds. They will help you find the perfect bed for you. And why will they find the perfect bed for you? Because it is made just for you. Anytime you can buy direct from the factory too, you also know you're getting the best value. There's no middleman. So you're going to save money by going to Whirly Beds as well and getting their truly handcrafted mattresses that you can see Manny over there hand-sewing mattresses five days a week. So you not only get to go over there and shop, you get to go over there and see how the mattresses are made. So if you need a new bed, if you need a new mattress, if you need to get a better night's sleep, head on over to Whirly Bed and you will find out that they are the best. Visit Whirly Beds on Pope's Island in New Bedford or give them a call and ask them all your sleep questions. And there was all this talk over the weekend Everything was about Taylor Swift, right? That's all we heard about. Taylor Swift this, Taylor Swift that. We're still hearing about Taylor Swift. Well, I think folks probably forgot there was another big concert here. And that was Blink-182 on their reunion tour playing TD Garden. And who was in the crowd? Massachusetts' biggest Blink-182 superfan. You might have forgotten about this, but former Governor Charlie Baker is a huge, huge fan of the band Blink-182. And he is not shy about it. And there's all kinds of great video going around on Twitter and um, online. You can see all these photos of of Charlie Baker at the Blink-182 show. Just losing his mind. So it's it's fun to see when, you know, somebody who you're normally used to seeing in a suit and, you know, kind of being... he, He was a little bit laid back, but he was kind of a stuffy guy too, right? But he's there, you know, in his Blink-182 t-shirt having a grand old time. So you can check out those videos and see how much uh, he really did enjoy himself there. And, and then from everybody that went, they said that it was a, a great show, that the band sounds fantastic, and that they played everything that you would want to hear. Um, I'm not a big fan of Blink-182. Like, I, I know some of their songs, but I wasn't hugely into them. But my brother was. And so I knew a lot of them kind of adjacent to him. But... Um, it's it's kind of cool to see, you know, Charlie Baker having having some fun at the show. You know, Mar Healy sent a citation to Taylor Swift, but Charlie Baker was at the Blink-182 show. All right, we'll take our final break of the hour and be right back. All right, we are coming up on the end of the hour, but we still have a few moments left. If you want to squeeze in a call, 508-996-0500. We'll also take your calls throughout the next hour as well. We'll talk more about the bear Bears are now in New Bedford. If you hadn't heard, you can read about it at WBSM.com and on the app. Gazelle has a story there with some interesting video for you to check out. The bear was spotted in the area of Mount Pleasant Street, up near the park and ride area up there. And the bears are working their way down this way. Open invite to any bears that want to walk right into the studio and come up to the microphone and give us the exclusive as to, you know, how you're finding the South Coast. How is the South Coast treating you, bears? You've so far, you've been to the northern part of Bristol County. You've been in Mansfield. You've been in Taunton. I know, I know some of you haven't been here for a while. You're surprised to see that the mall is gone. The gallery is gone. It's completely been, you know, demolished. 
Uh, some of you were probably surprised when you came down here to see, you know, some of the road work that's been done. The roads have been improved. I know it's a little bit different than the last time you were down here. Uh, but, what you know, how are you finding Fall River, Asonet, now New Bedford and Dartmouth? And where else are they going to be next? Let's uh, let's squeeze in a quick call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Okay, well, uh, we'll have to have you call back in the next hour. Uh, and you can also send an app chat message via the WBSM app if that is easier. You can also record an open line voicemail. Record your message, send it in to us, and we'll play it on the air once we have a chance to preview it. And uh, today, by the way, we have Marcus Farrow coming up after me. Then we have Bill O'Reilly. After Bill O'Reilly, Ken Pittman is filling in for Barry Richard. It's Barry's final day of vacation. He'll be back tomorrow. But Ken will be filling in for him today. Then, of course, Howie Carr and Jessica Machado filling in on South Coast tonight. It seems like I didn't get a chance to listen last night. I was working on this screw bandit story. But by judging by the app chat messages from last night, it seemed like everybody had a good time. So you'll get to do that again this evening on South Coast tonight. If you missed any part of it, of course, it's all available as a podcast at WBSM.com on the WBSM app and wherever you find your podcast. So if you go to Spotify to get them, if you go to Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Play, if you go to any of these different places where you can get podcasts from, and there's thousands of sites all over the internet, well, you'll be able to find WBSM's podcasts there as well. But the easiest way to get it is just